1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare.
0: Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. What's good? It's your boy, the coach from the WWE Golf Channel, PGA Tour, EA Sports Madden. You know what time it is. I was a little skeptical at first. Oh, but no longer. It's all about great content. It is now time for yet another episode of the 2B Blunt Podcast with my boys, Frank Knox and Peasy. You never know what they're going to say, but hey, isn't that the beauty of it all? Enjoy. A brand new episode starts right now. <laughs> With That's right. You are live. Listening to the 2B Blood Podcast. The
2: following podcast is scheduled for one
0: fall. In studio, we have Frank Knox. Say hey, what up, Frank. What's up, everybody? We have the Scott. Hola, the Scott's in the house. Oh, Rasa. And of course, your host, Easy. What's up, guys? Not we much, have man. made it to episode fucking 10. Ooh, Double it. digits, baby. Double digits. Episode 10 of the Two B Blunt podcast. We are here. We are live. We're doing it big. We're on the Facebook Live. You know, we're going to have our time. best
3: episode yet. We got Bill Alfonso interview later. We got the big Bill you Alfonso
0: know? interview. This is going to be huge. G- it's huge. it's I'm gonna pum- be huge. I'm pumped up, baby. I don't blame you. I'm fired up. Scott, you fired up. Oh, I'm fired up. I'm I ready know. for you to fire it up. Oh, you're waiting for me to fire it up. That's right. You know, we got a big show today. Not just the Bill Alfonso interview, which we're going to be airing part one of. We also have Raw and SmackDown to talk about. We got All Out happening this weekend we got to talk about. We got John Moxley I want to talk about because that guy pissed me off.
3: But before, you pissed a lot of people off this week.
0: I know. I know. Exactly. Exactly. But before I get any further... We have a little ceremony we like to do here. The ceremonial lighting of the blunt. So I ask you, Frank, Scott, are you ready? Oh, we're ready. I'm ready, peasy I said, are you ready? I'm so I'm ready. ready.
4: I'm ready, Daddy. Let's smoke that blood,
2: Daddy. <laughs>
4: <laughs> then.
0: For the thousands in attendance. Oh, I should say the three in attendance. They got to be all fired up. <laughs> and the hundreds listening at home.
2: Mm, let's get ready to smoke it. Yeah, tell him Frank. And if you're not down with that, we got
3: two words for you.
2: Smoke it.
0: That's right. We're lighting the spliff. We got the King Pom
3: loaded. We got the drinks on deck. We got the blunt getting ready to fire it up. We got Bill Alfonso later. We got a big show, the Scott in studio. Woo! Let's go, baby. Woo! Break it down. As
0: Brian Frost would say. Woo! Man, I feel all better already.
2: <coughs> oh, shit.
0: Nothing like lighting a spliff. <coughs> You ain't lying, Frank. You rolled up a hell of a (coughs) split for this show. We got a special nurse. She's not home. I'm by myself with two dogs that are no bigger than my calf. You
5: know? Fuck.
3: Yeah, but the best part was when I woke up the next day. It went from the Miralax to the spread you had bought, too, on top of it. I think you had, like, five or six other things you bought in hopes to cure, you know? Scott, I had the
0: Miralax. I had the Uh, Milk of Magnesia.
3: You had, like, the Peppermint or something? I had the
0: Tim McCann All-Natural gimmicks, the Peppermint (laughs) Oil and Fennel Pills, you know? I was, I was, I swear to God, you I should have
3: had a couple of shots of fig juice, the old Italian remedy to you know clean up the constipation. Trying to get me to drink
0: whiskey, like so whiskey makes everything better. It always <laughs> does, right? Modern, you know, since the beginning of time. I don't think whiskey's gonna help my stomach.
3: <laughs> I know one thing. Maybe it like one, a teething baby.
6: I know one the, thing
3: that'd make you shit.
6: The Jamie Lee Curtis route, some Activia yogurt or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, dude, <laughs> I, the bi- the probiotics. You know, I was trying everything.
6: He had all the gimmicks.
0: It took me at least <coughs> two, three days after that for me to feel better. Jeez. Dude, was, I'm telling you. He <laughs> probably
3: made it worse from the cocktail he made up of to, to, for his own uh, personal healthcare program. He Let me tell
0: you, thank God I had the cocktail because otherwise I would have been in even worse shape.
3: I thought I was dying. You had like a mixture of five or six over-the-counter drugs. That's trying, right. Trying to shit
0: anything. I'd do anything that could make me do anything. I don't know. If, I don't know if I was even constipated. I just know that I was in pain.
3: I was really high and I eat my ice cream and I was like, dude, this is how the gremlins came out. I think right. <laughs> I was hoping one just bursted out of his, you know, his spleen.
6: Oh, the Bro. visual our listeners are getting
0: right now. I know. You know. That's it. It's a two B blood podcast. They love us here. God damn it. Doesn't matter what we talk about. It's all money. So, let's get into some news before we go any further. We got wrestling to talk about. We got Bill Alfonso later, but I want to do our weekly news segment, Frank. You know? We have and to. the big thing on the agenda, Scott, I know that wrestling is your forte, but we have a big, big problem going on right here in America. What's right that? here. What's that? This war brewing. You know, you got your... Wednesday Wednesday night wars, everybody's talking about. AEW versus NXT, the big wars. What's going to happen? But there's a war that's
3: happening six days a week.
0: There's a war happening right under our noses. You know, right in your backyards. And this war is the infamous Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A?
3: Chick-fil-A. Center?
0: Chick-fil-A. Just now let it roll br- off I've the n- tongue. I've never had Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A is fire. you had Chick-fil-A? <laughs>
6: chick-fil-a i've had chick-fil-a you
0: had chick-fil-a you've had chick-fil-a
6: love chick-fil-a i'm the only one that's not had chick-fil-a dude it's at the casino those are not there on a sunday just get it
3: chick-fil-a is great sunday it's closed they're christians
0: dude so i don't know if you guys have heard about this but people across the country are losing their shit over these chicken sandwich they put out chicken sandwiches now Popeye's, (laughs) popeye's been selling chicken for how long
3: out of 50 you years you got your regular years.
0: chicken you got your ripping chicken you got all the shit all the gimmicks they got for chicken right now all of a sudden they take these same gimmicks they throw it in between two buns they toss two pickles on it like it's making it rain like you're at the strip club god damn it and Splish all and of a sudden the entire american society is losing their shit mind blown yep.
3: what, what are your thoughts on this frank I'm still going to McDonald's and getting a McChicken. Fuck all you, because I've already tried to go, and I go at you know 1 p.m. sold out.
2: Sold out. Go to like Popeye's WCW, at 1 p.m. Though.
3: Sold out. And the shitty part is I went on a Sunday, so I couldn't even go next door to. That's check right. Away.
0: So Frank's talking about this, Scott, since he woke up. Frank's like, I'm going to go today. Today's the day. It was the day after we went. I went to was sushi. sushi, and the I PZ's was dying. like, You better wake up and go right now. And that's right. I told him. I was like, I haven't hearing horror stories. So, so Frank waits. He doesn't even go right away.
3: No, I, I went at like 130 maybe.
0: When, that was a mistake. So yeah, when you get apparently. there,
3: what happened? There is no line. I pull right up. and there's No a, line. No line. And I'm like, word. I, I hit it big. I'm, so gonna you tell, you I'm, gonna, I'm about to snap Peasy two sandwiches and laugh at him. And I get there, I pull up to the drive through and the, there's like a sign made of a piece of paper that was torn out of a notebook. That <laughs> like said, that shit
0: you made for our Instagram? Yeah, it says
3: sold out with a piece of tape. Sold out! So I was like, fuck. Sold out, Scott! I, I, I was a stoner, and I was like, oh, man, I'm still going to ask anyways, just in case they found one or two of them in the back. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's sold out. I just drove away. Scott,
0: there are viral videos all over the internet of customers and staff having full-fledged fistfights across the country.
6: Yeah, I've seen some Because somebody. they're sold out of these chicken sandwiches. So so I'm looking on eBay right now. I'm Ready, looking eBay? on my phone. Oh. And there is somebody here that's selling. It says Popeye's chicken sandwich sold out everywhere, mild. You can buy it right now. Buy it now. $1,000. Mild?
3: <laughs> it's out. only original and spicy. That guy's Time just out. selling you drugs. Wait, <laughs> you're telling <laughs> it's like, me it's a there's a
6: chicken sandwich on eBay? Uh, not, even, not even that. Ready? You can get Popeye's chicken sandwich bag. Just the bag. No sandwich in it. But it's the bag for the chicken sandwich. Thirty bucks. What? And there's a bitter on it actually. Wow. <laughs> wow.
3: So So dudes are counterfeiting the Popeye sandwiches. So
0: you're you're gonna get a cold chicken sandwich that you have the microwave when it gets to you.
3: That should sound real, man. Because it's either spicy or original. I don't think there's a mild. What are,
0: you, what are you guys talking about? Do you know that the Amazon rainforest is burning down around us? Yeah. And you guys know more about these chicken sandwiches than that? <laughs> this is devastating.
3: I know about the rainforest, man. Save the trees. Save the forest. Oh,
0: You know who else needs saving? America. Because I heard, Frank, this is exclusive news. I don't know if you heard this, Scott.
6: Donald Trump, this week, Nothing surprises me with him, by the way. He, well, this surprised the shit out of me. This guy suggested
0: that we should nuke hurricanes before they reach shore to prevent them from hitting the homeland. President Trump said multiple times to senior homeland security officers and national security officers that they're exploring using nuclear bombs to stop hurricanes from hitting the, the U.S. Frank.
3: I mean, I heard about it, but I seen that he immediately like said that was a lie. It never happened.
0: That's bullshit. It wasn't even immediate. What do you mean?
3: I don't know, man. The media hypes everything up, Aww. especially when you're a the president. They say. Sh- I mean, I'm keeping it real. I they don't s- know, bro. That sounds like something he would say. Though. There was. It does sound like something he would say, but he insists that he did not. we are gonna new to hurricanes. It's he gonna ins- be huge. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be big huge. league man
0: it's gonna be big league it's gonna be big league i don't know about
6: big league that's just like the space force the big leagues you know i couldn't believe it scott what, what, what do you think about this donald trump he says a lot of stupid things but uh, of course this is the scott talk and i think the smartest thing donald trump ever did was buy monday night raw and then sell it back to vince mcmahon for three times face value
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's smart
6: that is a smart move that wow, is smart. how much
3: did he buy it for
6: uh, they didn't disclose that information, but uh, you know, if you want to watch it, it's it's on a raw in like May of two thousand nine or something like that. Oh. We can watch it later, guys. We can have a big party about it. You heard that,
3: Frank? Was We're this after bodies. the WrestleMania the Hair versus Hair match? This was after the Hair
0: vs. Yeah, day. definitely had to been after. Wow, oh, memories! Got to bust that one out this weekend, I think. <laughs> what right? the Hair versus a-
3: Hair? Both. Both.
0: With the, yeah, because yeah, I want to get the Bobby Lashley with the fucking Razors. Bobby!
7: <laughs> come on, Bobby!
3: Come on, Bobby! Come on, Bobby! <laughs> I remember going to Yankee Stadium opening day with Johnny D right the day after that event. And at the time, Bobby Abreu was playing. And the whole day, we were like,
2: come on,
0: Bobby! Well, speaking of Johnny D, Frank, you know, some big news happened just to the south of our border here in Connecticut. Right in New York. The That's home right. of Johnny D. Wow. What do we got? That's right. Our neighbors to the south have officially, as of August 27th, decriminalized
3: cannabis. All right, man. Let's cheers to that, everyone. You know, it's cheers to, you know, cheers, everyone. cheers, cheers. Clank clank clank, 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 You're Scott. That's right. I'm going to get you over there.
0: This is big news. The, the New York governor signed a bill on Monday that softens penalties for possession of small amounts of cannabis and allows for the punishment. The I can't ever say that goddamn word. The expungement. There you go. Of some past convictions. Not just some. After they signed the bill, already there are up to 10, 80, 872 convictions that have been dismissed.
3: That's people a lot of people. It. So New York City is getting flooded with weed smokers right now.
0: Right. Well most likely, yeah, because now you're just gonna get I guess a fifty dollar fine for less than an ounce or a two hundred fine for one or two ounces.
3: That's that's pretty good. That's not that's bad. That's cheap. Yo. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. It's like what two hundred over here? One fifty. Um, it's more. It's. I think it's one fifty.
0: When I caught mine, I had to think it was. Yeah, I think one fifty 150 was 150, the number. Yeah, I had to pay the ticket.
3: They caught me smoking in the back of Merce when the bar was closed. There was a lot of smoking that went down there.
0: That's right. That's right. But man, that' had been crazy news, guys. I got some shit that went down this week. I got some funny shit. We got Bill Alfonso. Coming up later on in the show. This is an interview you're not going to want to miss. That me and Frank got to conduct. It was amazing. Yeah, but it was great. Before we talk about too much wrestling and open the phone lines up to see if someone's going to stump the Scott today.
3: The only way to open you the know, phone live lines Live on up.
0: Facebook, by the way, if you do.
3: Live on you Facebook. Know. Sign in. Check us I think us we're out. still live.
0: I have no clue. Nah, it says my videos ended. See, this is
3: the bullshit I'm talking about. Wow, that is bullshit. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. You know the Facebook. Well, we're sorry, to the fans. We're going to call Don Kincaid, and uh, we'll be back after that. Right?
0: That's it. I mean, exactly. Let's call up Don Kincaid. We'll see it's you. It's a next good week. way to open
3: the phone lines. Let's give him a call.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, exclusive breaking news brought to you by the Kincaid Hotline, and now renowned reporter Don Kincaid.
4: It's Don Kincaid,
7: baby.
0: That's right, Don. Me and Frank got the minutes loaded. One ninety nine, no more than that. Let's hear what you got, baby. One ninety nine, flat
4: right from here on out, baby. That's right. Get right no more effort around ever again. I got you guys. Thank God. No more just b- debauchery. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sorry, man. I got to make the money. Some- uh, forget all that. I got some news coming out of Beyond Wrestling to start this off, baby. We all know some uncharted territory. We have heard that there is going to be season two starting in October, which there is. But the venue has been changed. They were supposed to do it at a one stop at the new place in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, the sports entertainment experience. And now they are saying they will not be hosting on Charter Territory and that facility specifically. We do not know where it's going. We will be looking at the news very closely for this story, baby.
3: Wow. Don't they have a big show coming up in September?
4: Oh dude, it's gonna be oh check this out Frank. It's gonna be nine twenty two. That's September twenty second and the event is going to be called All Hands on Deck, right in westerly Rhode Island at Patty's. It's gonna be badass, baby. It's gonna be on the beach. I mean, come on. I
0: love Patty's. I wish I was at that patties was, right now, Frank.
3: They have those drinks with the little sharks that We them. got
0: was that where we got those jelly uh, the
3: gummy bears? Yeah. No, that was some that was in uh Andrea's or something.
0: Aw. Oh, Don, Don, let me tell you, right. This place had gummy bears they put in a cup that were soaked in vodka.
4: Whoa, I am so down for that. A little extra kick.
0: That's right. A whole cup of gummy bears. You were turned after that.
4: <laughs> Dude, I would hope they would be soaked in LSD. That's where I'd be at, baby. Oh, wow, wow. Don. Uh, hey, Don's taking a trip, baby. Yeah, who said that? Who said that? Hey, check this shit out, man. We've got some AEW News, we always got AEW News coming out, but check this out, man, they have this big deal coming out, it's gonna be August 31st, and it is called, it's the big one, baby, it's called All Out in Chicago on August 31st. But I wanna check this ticket out right here because Cracker Bill, yes, you heard that right. Cracker Bill Cracker Barrel first, Yeah, baby. Cracker Barrel marks their first official match sponsorship at an AEW event, and it is going to be called, it's going to be titled Cracker Barrel Clash and it's going to be hosting a triple threat which features Bobby Allen, Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc, baby!
3: Wow, does the winner get a gift card to the Cracker Barrel or Cracker something? Cracker Barrel on a pole!
4: Yeah man, it's insane! Now they have a relationship with the Young Bucks so there's this whole thing going on and Cracker Barrel's hosting it! This is going to be so crazy! Oh,
0: Cracker Barrel, what an interesting choice for a
4: sponsor. I think Gina doesn't like Cracker Barrel or Omar or Ty. Some of you doesn't like Cracker Barrel. I love Cracker Barrel. Hey, but anyway. Oh, man. Speaking of high, check this shit out. i have a couple tidbits from Impact Wrestling that's going to fucking knock your socks off, and then I'm out of here. All right. So, what we've got is Mr. Lance Storm is one... Respected guy in the industry. That's he's right. He's got a school. He teaches so many guys and girls. And hey, hey, you know what? Interesting Randy.
0: tidbit that's related to Lance Storm School. He trained Rey Mysterio's son Dominic, who's been on RAW recently.
4: Oh man! And now he's coming to head. If we haven't, if you haven't watched uh, uh, some some WWE TV, that Rey Mysterio
3: Dominic thing is gonna be fire.
7: I don't agree. I don't agree with,
0: with that. One. Let's keep it moving, He's got to
3: put in the time. He's just been giving a shot. Come
4: on, let's show you dad, That is a you guy's suck. So anyways, Lance Storm has been working oh. as an agent and a producer. Really?
3: Wow, for Impact Wrestling.
4: For Impact Wrestling recently. In when he's full-time. Butch! Butch! Storm announced last week that he will be shutting down his Storm Wrestling Academy and will be working, working in capital letters, full-time in wrestling. He's going to be an active full-time wrestler. Wow.
0: Where? Where? That's the question. It
4: doesn't say. There's no news on that. All we have to do is wait and see. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to see what Landstorm is going to give us the fans on the independent scene nowadays.
0: That's awesome. Lance Storm coming back to the ring.
4: Lance Storm and to finish this off, talking about coming back to the ring, Ken Shamrock. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. Ken Shamrock. Shamrock. Yes. He is returning to Impact Wrestling, and he is going to do some meth hunting, because the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock, announced that he will be part of Impact Wrestling's TV tapings in September. Impact Wrestling will hold TV tapings from Las Vegas on September 5th and September 6th. And Ken Shamrock is facing one of their biggest guys in the business right now in Impact Wrestling, Moose. Ah, oh, it's the Moose. You right, Don? Dude, that Ken Shamrock news blew me away. It's Ken fucking Shamrock. Took your breath right out from you. I am, I am dying. I don't know if I have any more left in me, guys. Don,
0: usually about this time every week you, uh, you might be just about out of breath. Sometimes I, I wonder if you're on the verge of me having to call 911.
4: Hey, man, I'm only charging one ninety nine. so if you feel free, please just follow 911 any given time, please.
0: All right, Don. Well, I'll call you next week. You better get that cardio up.
4: Dude, I'm trying. i will get on the treadmill, baby. I'm doing it. i will getting some cardio. Holy shit, I'm dying.
8: Yeah, it's the hippie, Dickie Moon, man. It's time to sit back, relax, and chill. You're tuned into the Two B Blunt Podcast with Frank Knox and Peasy.
0: Peace. I don't know what just happened there, unfortunately. More tech difficulties, I guess.
3: Well, yeah, well, we'll figure it out.
0: It's really unfortunate, you know. I don't know what the hell's going on anymore with these things. You know? Scott.
6: Hey, what happens when we're live? We're live, pal. What's
3: the technical problem? Well,
0: we're technical good. problem is my Bluetooth wasn't working.
3: Oh, all right. Well, we're good. We're back live. Let's yeah. continue on the show. Let's
0: continue, all right? Because yeah, i mean, got something I want to continue with before you get any further, Frank. All right. And it's going to be about what we're going to be talking about later.
4: Where? right so back, I guarantee you, it's gonna we be bill alfonso
0: he's gonna be unscripted baby. he's gonna be unfiltered
4: not you're not gonna boy, want to I miss day, it bill he's alfonso
3: boy, baby wow, man. he used to cut <laughs> the sickest promos backstage with sabu and rvd
6: they were the best i cannot wait to hear this interview Ah, oh, you're not gonna want <laughs> to miss the like, legend
3: hey. man i mean
6: It's absolutely easy. He started in
3: Florida championship wrestling with Dusty and then with Vince and then with Paul Heyman. I mean, dude's a legend.
0: That's right. So let's get into, you know, the big talk coming up. We got the king of the ring, baby. We're working towards king of the ring. You know, we just hit what the semifinals, the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals. Thank you, Scott. See, that's why we got
6: Scott here. He knows right off the top.
3: We'll be at the semis after uh, Tuesday.
6: The semifinals will be in Madison Square Garden. I'll actually be there for that. That'll oh, be wow. In, all right. What, not this coming week's uh, Raw SmackDown, but the week following.
3: Stone Cold is uh, slated to be there that night. I know. I'm trying what? to see what I can do to get some Stone Cold. Uh, Broken
6: yeah. Skull Ranch IPAs there. But, you know.
3: They're hard to come by, man. I've looked online. They're they big you know? money.
6: Yeah, doesn't uh, PZ, your brother's out there in California. Maybe he can get me some. Yeah, so anyways,
0: absolutely he can, you know, the king of the ring, king <laughs> yeah, of the I'll ring, have
6: a opener. this king
0: of the ring has really taken one hell of a turn for the worst, in my for opinion, me,
3: my, my whole bracket is gone to
6: shit, I'm done, so
3: go well, ahead Scott, my,
6: my brackets alright, yeah. so, so I don't know, I didn't make this on air yet, but before uh, the king of the ring started, we that's made right. a friendly wager, a friendly wager, that's right, and we said whoever has the best bracket would chop the person on air that had the worst bracket. <laughs> I said, this is absolutely true, that's right.
0: So the loser, the winner is going to be the one who's doing all the chopping, you know? And I have a feeling Scott's going to be doing all the chopping.
3: Chop him down. But, you know, you know, I, think, my,
0: I think it looks that way.
6: I don't know. But, my
3: bracket has gone to shit. I, have, I had Drew McIntyre winning it all. He went out this week.
6: see I had ricochet. McIntyre, too. but I have every other one correct. In my bracket, except have, for McIntyre. You have everyone correct? Everyone correct, but McIntyre was going to the finals for me. So now yeah, I'm. Everybody like, had him in the finals. So I the think maybe by default, I, maybe I, I already won.
3: The only guy I got right on the left side of the bracket is uh, Baron Corbin.
0: Wow. That's it? Just Corbin? Just
3: Corbin, and on the right side, I, I just only got have. Gable. On, I only have Andrade.
0: Oh, that's right. Gable and Andrade.
3: That's right. I'm looking that, at this you're spot. looking at the screen wrong, yeah. yeah. What do you got on the left side, everybody? But Uh, McIntyre. Well, except
6: for McIntyre, and on the right, on the SmackDown side, I got everybody. I was probably the only one that actually picked Elias over Kevin Owens.
3: PZ, what is what's your total? I got one on each side left. I'm trying to count,
0: but I'm real high at the same time. So Owens obviously was out, right? Owens is out. Owens is out. So Murphy's out. Owens are out. That's I'm down there. So I only got two on the Smackdown side, and that's Gable on Friday. All right. And then if you go back to the Raw side, I got Cesaro. Was out. Cesaro's been out. <laughs> God damn it! So I got no one left
3: on that side No, On the left side, it looks like you picked Samoa Joe. Matt. Oh, Samoa Joe. That's right. Samoa, you got Joe. Samoa Joe. So you got you got three guys.
7: <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: that's all right. I know the
0: the dogs are getting fired up because they know who's about to get chopped up today. Someone's getting chopped.
3: It's not going to be me. We'll see about that. So I got so three. How many
0: you got three. I got three. Samoa Joe, Gable, and on Friday, Scott. What do you got? So I counted seven. Because
6: if you were perfect, you'd have eight. What do you but, mean you got seven, bro? I got seven. Ready? I'm going to go through all the names. Right? Yeah. that's us Who do you got left? List them all. goddammit. it, Samoa Joe. Uh huh. And then of course I had McIntyre, but that one's wrong. So I got Joe. Mm-hmm. I got Cedric. I got Corbin. I got Elias. Okay. I got Ali. Yep. I got Gable. Oh, it's got I Gable. I got Andrade.
3: Wow, he's got the whole SmackDown side. Perfect.
6: That's right. I'm I've only
3: Scott. got one, one, and one. You only got one
0: and one. So yeah. you only got two.
3: I only have two. So you're, you're already out? I'm, I'm getting smacked up. He's out. I'm going to be getting chopped. Because this isn't based on the winner, right? This is based on... I got a dry day going to the final with uh, McIntyre and then losing to McIntyre.
6: Okay, Scott, who do you got facing I, I have up? Ali going to the finals, losing to McIntyre. Right? All right.
3: So it's not over yet, but for the first round, I'm definitely getting chopped.
6: But this, this whole thing, right, you can chop for the first round.
3: For the first time, yeah. Now. So who's going to be chopping?
6: I I would have to say it's the All winner, right. Scott. So who's this? I'm, I'm chopping Knox. Is that how we're doing that's this? It. That's it. That's it. Oh, All you right. know what? You know I'm going to let you guys come over here. You know if
0: you want to do this on camera.
3: You know I don't think Scott could. That's do That's right. Come on, Scott. Open hand,
6: knife edge. What what would you? Whatever we like? got, do. That's down. Scott. Right. There it is. We'll do an open hand. We'll
0: do it open oh, hand. Hold on. Oh God, here we go. You guys, hold on. Here I'm going to put the go. microphone right up there so you can get a good listen. Here
6: listening. we go. To be pun. Oh, no. Listeners, let's go. Ready?
2: Oh, no. God. Woo. Woo. You got another? Because that wasn't shit, Scott.
6: Really? You look like you were going to block it for a second. That's like a rule. You don't block. Oh, my God. I was just
3: bracing for
6: it. My God.
0: That was devastating. So, Scott currently in the lead with seven. I got three left. Frankie down to two. But one of your two can actually go to
3: the finals. Who do you have in the finals?
0: In my finals. I got and on Mac- Friday us. and McIntyre. So
3: we have, the same, we have the same final, me and you.
0: That's right. So what happens if there's a tie?
6: Scott gets to chop them both.
3: Well, if you. God lose, damn it. If Ali wins or someone other than Ali wins. Well, basically you're out unless we'll- Ali goes to the finals.
6: We'll see if it's Ali and Andrade. Man, so there's I'll a be- chance
3: if it's Ali and Andrade, you're getting chopped by me and Peasy
6: at the same time, baby. Oh, boy. The double chop.
0: <laughs> Let's go. Let's not get any further stuck on King of the Ring. I got to move on. I want to talk about what we got this week in wrestling, baby. And I want to start with Raw. And not just any part of Raw. I want to start with the Raw main event. All right. We got something to talk about, guys. I've never seen such fuckery in my life. All right, Scott, you have all the wrestling knowledge, so I want facts. I want to hear you come up with all the facts right now. So what happened is the ref disqualified Braun Strowman because he heard a chair shot. He didn't hear it. His back was turned, but he heard it. Never in my life have I heard this crap when... Has there ever been a ref that has disqualified someone for hearing something? Scott, how many times in the past have refs just turned a blind eye to the dumbest
6: shit? So, I can't tell you uh, how many times. Of course, that's, that's an absurd question. But the one that comes to mind to me is actually Eddie Guerrero's last televised match. It was him against Ken Kennedy. And I believe it was like winner qualifies for like a SmackDown Survivor Series team. Something like that. Um, and, uh... He did the old like chair on the ground, so like he made the noise, and then Ken Kennedy was caught by the referee with the chair.: That's right he, he actually never he played him. possum. He, yeah, he played possum, never even hit anybody, acted like his head was hurt, and then uh, referee disqualified Ken Kennedy. Bullshit. Guerrero won the match. I remember he did the old like little smile. That's thing. That's a lot more than I remember. Scott.
3: That's why you're here. I, Jesus, I had no listen, but still, out of the one time, still, how many still, other times? So,
6: so that, I've never seen such shit. See, the Scots of the world will will remember things like the that. Scots, but the, oh, the, the, age, the age old rule in wrestling is I don't think anything could go past seven years without being repeated. So if it goes past seven years, it's kind of like you know you could just do it again. Kind of like uh, there was a a Piper's Pit segment that was uh, revisited, but we'll get into that when we get to SmackDown.
0: Oh, we're going to go into SmackDown. He's got a Piper's Pit gimmick. Can you believe it? I don't know, man. You know, if if anything, this whole logic made no sense to me. And I'm going to tell you why, all right? I'm going to tell you, this is ridiculous. You had two guys who were supposed to be banned from ringside,
3: correct? Correct, and they showed up. All right,
0: Scott? That's correct, yep. So they show up, they're ringside. They're hooting and hollering. They're they're working their gimmicks. Ref sees them in the same logic. Alright? That they used for this disqualification. Would you say, because they were banned from ringside, that the ref could have turned around, seen them and said, You're disqualified.
6: I mean, yeah, they could have.
0: Okay.
3: He right? should have. He definitely should have. I mean, those guys are out there, you know they're causing no good.
0: It makes no sense. No sense. No, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's been a million times. Or how how many blind tags? You know, even if he
3: had a chair to use it, there's three of them. So he's defending himself. He's probably in, in the world of wrestling. He's still going down, right? I mean,
6: it's sports entertainment, guys. Nothing has to make sense. Well, they could it, justify it. it any should way make they sense. Watch. No, 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 no. But you this... know
0: what the problem is? Is you're a Scot, <laughs> and you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you what that means. Being a Scot means you've been brainwashed by Uncle Vince. All right, you've been brainwashed and accustomed to this kind of fuckery that you just allow it. He sits Just there because and takes you're, a, you're a Scott,
6: <laughs> yep. you're a fanboy, goddammit. I'll tell you, earlier this year, right, Money in the Bank was in our backyard at Hartford, right? There was a cage match. It was Shane versus The Miz, right? Shane McMahon versus The Miz. And guess what? A cage match, and there were rope breaks. Now, I've seen that a lot of times, honestly. Yeah. I don't know, but people went up in arms about it. Kind of like, like what you're doing right now. But yeah, this
3: sets know. Braun Strowman up to, you know, fight for three championships at Clash of Champions.
6: Oh, don't get me started about and this And I fucking stuff. hate it. A right. giant roster. So many people aren't even going to be on the card, but Braun Strowman could have three matches. Three
3: championship matches. Listen. And he didn't even have a match at SummerSlam.
0: And that's going to bring me to this next point, all right, about all this disgrace that happened on Raw. Before I get to anything that I thought was good, I got a lot to complain about, all right? This tag team turmoil shit. That happened in the main event. You had eight tag teams. Some of the best, the best guys they got in this match, right, Frank? Largest tag team turmoil match
3: ever. Dude, it was great. I was happy. I mean, dudes that haven't been on TV in a year got a spot. The B team.
0: Right. Great, great. Right. Uh, Ryder, Ryder and Zach Hawkins. Ryder, yeah. You know, guys you haven't seen in a while. Established tag teams, though. Yeah, for years. Established tag teams. The Viking Raiders. You know, these guys who have made a huge impact. And what happens... What happens? They have this preposterous ending, you know, a disgrace to all Raws and the entire tag team division from the past to now. You just take two random jabronis. Jabronis? Listen. All right. They weren't always jabronis. Listen, you take a guy like Dolph Ziggler,
3: A plus talent.
0: Okay. Okay. But hasn't been used like one.
3: And Bobby Roode, A plus talent.
0: Okay, but it's been used like a D plus. I agree. All right, you stick them together to form, as Frank calls them, Team Rudolph. That's right, Team Rudolph.
3: You know, that's right, Team Rudolph. And they put got- in the sleigh to Clash of Champions, baby. If there's not T shirts,
6: <laughs> if there's not T shirts
0: by
3: next week, there's a problem.
0: Well, you might want to hit up Pro Wrestling Tees, you know. I mean, Frank, that might be your new gimmick.
3: That's right. No, I don't want that gimmick.
0: I don't know, Scott. You got these guys who have no, no background whatsoever, and you against guys like the OC?
3: I had a feeling that they were going to win when they cut that promo, even though I didn't want them to win because they didn't really deserve to win because, like you said, there's seven other teams that have been in the tag Team picture
6: for years. Years. You, you want to talk about stuff that doesn't make sense in WWE. I'll tell you what doesn't make sense. Tag team wrestling in WWE. At all. At, At all. And I think that's a main factor why the Young Bucks didn't end up signing over there.
0: And then the worst part is now you get to the point where you got them facing another tag team who beat the OC in the week before in some ridiculous... You know, random put together Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. Now you got two random guys who got the tag belts going against two random guys who just threw together last night. Yeah. Last night of a Monday night.
6: And you know what? I'll tell you right now, Rudolph, they're going to get the tag they're, yeah, the belts. They're sure. getting the belts. Yeah, they are. Yeah, for sure.
3: For sure.
0: Listen, I you think they're gonna beat Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman? One hundred
3: percent because they're fighting for the world title. So how are they gonna? You know, they're gonna. There's gonna be a turn. Well, what so I you think to is
0: know. we're gonna get the classic fall apart during a match. Someone's gonna walk exactly. out exactly,
3: or something along those lines. We'll see what happens. But
6: if if, if uh, Rollins and Strowman don't lose the titles at Clash Champions, they're losing it the next night. On they're Raw.
3: losing at Clash of Champions.
6: Yeah, I I, I agree. Oh. But then my question is is. Dolph Ziggler's a SmackDown superstar, right? Well, why right.
3: even have them take the, the belts and, off the and, OC and discredit them like that?
6: And Bobby Roode, Robert Roode. First of all, he got rid of... What's up with his facial hair? He got rid of that mustache. He had it going for like two weeks.
0: <laughs> I know. I thought he was going to keep that thing around.
6: You know? I don't know. I'm, the Scott's
0: upset now. Yeah. You know? I don't know, man. To me, what they did this past Monday was disgraceful. Disgraceful. But there was one thing and one shining light to me. And that was the opening segment of Raw, which should never be the top segment because that leads the rest of the show downhill already. But you got the big opening segment with Natty and Sasha Banks. They got Sasha coming out to cut this promo, which was horrendous. It was horrendous. It was bland. It was boring. It was like she was reading off a monitor. Like it was was bad, bro. There was no emotion. Yeah, she
3: just doesn't give a fuck.
0: I don't know, bro. They just, you know, after Becky cut that sick-ass promo last week backstage, sitting in the chair, you know, the camera's looking up at her, and she's just cutting us. Dude, it was the biggest money.
6: It had Paul Heyman written all over it. I think Sasha was lucky Becky wasn't there because Becky would have put her in her place. She would have cut a hell of a promo on her. Well, so... But what happened after but the, the beef promo? they
3: had in the beginning of Raw looked so real. I mean, they got pulled. They were going throwing blows right. for what, minutes.
0: What happened after the promo was the money. Yeah. You know, that was the shining light. You know, tell him Frank.
3: I just did. You know, that you know, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Natty came out and they just threw blows, you know, for minutes, slugging it away. Ringside refs trying to pull them apart. Over and over, your typical run back, slug again.
0: And then they had a great match.
3: And it, it was great, and it led up to the match later that night. That's right. started the third uh, final hour of Raw.
0: Natty and Sasha, which surprisingly, Sasha tapped Natty out. Can you believe that? They let Natty take the tap. Like, I couldn't believe it. I mean,
6: she's a, she's a heart. You know, she's part of the heart family. But was
3: no way Sasha Banks was going to lose that match.
6: And she had a cushion. She had that injured arm still from the pay-per-view. So. Well, obviously,
3: yeah, she worked
0: it. You know, she worked it,
6: you know? So, I don't know, okay. man. I mean,
0: to me, that I, was probably, like, one of the finer moments of Raw.
3: And what Sasha Banks feels like a real heel that's a, f- a female. i give you You know, Becky Lynch didn't feel like that when she was fighting Rousey. Rousey never felt like that. Bliss doesn't feel like that. You're right. And Sasha Banks, is she's heel as fuck.
0: True. Very true. Very true. Sasha with the blue hair. I guess we'll see where this is going to take us. Obviously, we're going to get the big payoff match at Clash of Champions. I don't know if that's the right place for that match. Yeah, we're going
3: to get the blue brand versus the red brand. Uh, I just
0: feel like it should have been a more like higher profile.
6: (laughs) Scott, what are you laughing at over there? Oh, I'm laughing at the blue brand versus the red brand over here. Yeah, their classic hair, it's classic Survivor Series. Their hair,
0: it's their hair colors. That's it. Yeah.
6: That's
0: it. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I need to lay something up. So we're going to take a quick smoke break. And when we come back, we're going to reveal my Match of the Week new segment. You got a Match of the Week? I got a Match of the Week.
3: Oh, man, I can't wait to hear this. We're going
0: to talk about SmackDown with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan and Roman Reigns. Oh, we're going to talk about John Moxley and All Out. And then... We're gonna to talk to Bill Alfonso right here on the Two B Blunt podcast.
2: In come the car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. the original yeah. weed man. by the rock I'm off in cash, no bust, yeah. no. My, no.
1: Fight. Not everyone can walk in the store by
2: in a humble county Have my license so me no freedom federally Them legalize the herb so you can burn it up front We now sell you no reggie, we no give you no song. Put the cushion on your grinder, roll yourself a good blunt Red eyes of your eye for a month Strictly cash for delivery We put the package on through and get it rapidly
1: Blunt
0: That's right, to be blunt podcast. A little cashed out for you. You know?
3: So we got a new segment. To, perfect time to I'm light the next blunt. That's right, that's what we were doing on break. Yeah, but we were just catching up.
0: <laughs> man, so we got a new segment we got a debut, man. What do you think?
3: I'm ready. I hope you got a, some theme music for yourself.
6: Oh, I, I didn't make any. Music. I
0: didn't make any. Scott, you make any?
6: Uh, did I make any? What theme music? Theme music? No. Scott,
0: are you ready for Peasy's match of the week?
3: Oh, I'm ready. I can't wait for the theme music. Yeah. Oh, you-
0: That's right. The match
2: of the week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What the fuck? Was I had nothing playing oh, for okay, that. You bro. had nothing. I <laughs> could have
3: gave you some live. I could have been like. Dude, the, you know?
0: I had to use the uh, the music from the board, baby. I just had to pick one. All music from the board?
6: Dude, the I thought that was like WCW jobber theme number three or something there. <laughs> That's, That's devastating.
3: <laughs> well, dude, what is your. So we, I, I want to know. Yeah. My
0: match of the week didn't come from Raw. It didn't come from SmackDown. All right. My match of the week came from NXT this week. Ooh, I have a
6: feeling I know what it it is. There was
3: two fire matches, so I, I, I got a feeling it's got to be one I'll, of the i I'll two. tell
6: you, NXT was probably definitely the show of the week. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. This match right here, Keith Lee versus Dijakovic. Dude, that match was insane. What? Great.
0: What, what an amazing, amazing match. You had these two big men. Flying around the ring like it was a two hundred five live event, you know, it was crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Did you see it?
3: I saw it. You, you're you actually uh you're the one who was told me about the match.
0: Well, I'm just making sure you've seen it though. Oh yeah,
3: I saw it. I'm telling you. Actually, you. put me on, so I can't act here surprised. Peasy put me on. I did. It I was thought. a great match. It was. Worth uh, I wish I could watch a it top rope over top Spanish, yeah.
6: Spanish fly from two guys. Tipping I, scales love 300 Keith, pounds. I love
3: Keith Lee. I was kind of upset he took the loss again.
6: Those guys are going to do big things on the USA Network now. It is kind of upsetting what they're doing with that, you know? I don't,
0: I don't get it either. I don't get it. I mean, that guy should be having a title by now,
3: you know? <laughs> but who doesn't have the titles anymore is the Street Profits. Oh, and so maybe we'll get a call up. That's a whole other story. That was though. a great match too on NXT. I
6: don't know. Will we get call ups from NXT? I mean, They, no. they kind of have an extra hour. But maybe maybe an extra thirty I minutes. What's Are you now? just
3: gonna run Street Profits as backstage forever?
6: I mean, you could still do that, I guess. I just I literally just put the wrong end of the blood in my mouth, bro. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did that catch on a uh, Facebook he's, Live? He's I hope trying, it did. We uh, trying yeah. to give yeah. someone a shot. Everybody refresh oh, your browsers. <laughs> that was devastating. Yeah. Somebody send a still photo of that.
3: I don't know, man. I hope they bring them up. I hope they bring them up.
6: I don't know if they're gonna bro. I don't think anybody's getting the call up right now. Yeah, you can't. I mean, NXT is what it's it's fifty minutes well, to an Enzo hour right Cast now. Well, Enzo are supposedly coming back. I think that's already been debunked. I think the two hours later after that uh, news bit went out, they already said they've uh, already debunked. They've it. already said not at this time.
0: No, they say he wasn't ready to be working on a full-time on the road again.
6: But I'll tell you, I saw them. They were at an indie show here in Connecticut, uh, what, like a week and a half ago. I'll tell you, Cass looked good. I mean, I I got an autograph from him, you know, because I'm the Scott.
3: Did you get get a drop from him? Did you let him know Uh, to listen to the 2B Blunt podcast?
6: Next time, next time. Wow. We got to go to Beyond Championship Wrestling. You got no problem getting drunk, you know, telling everyone then. (laughs) Listen. (laughs) I'll tell you what. You know what's
2: exciting? Fuck though? you, Flip Gordon. Um, Douche.
6: <laughs> shout out to episode six, Throwing I think, if you guys don't know what we're talking forearm, about.
0: Yeah, arm right. blows. Smoking smoke bones with Mark Haggerty. Episode six is the infamous Scott
6: Blackout story. Listen, though, but if one you, you, you want to hear a story. Scott, uh, you I mean,
3: blackout in Atlantic City at all this weekend? No. Last I weekend? was
6: close on Saturday night, but it uh, didn't happen. You didn't blackout at all? Didn't blackout at all. Man. We you, got, you really we, didn't go to Atlantic City? We got City. lit in Atlantic City. <laughs> We got Liddy. I bet you I definitely would have blacked out if I was with you guys, you know. So,
3: PZ, when we started the show, <laughs> you were, like, fired up. And it seemed like it was mostly f- towards John Moxley.
0: I was. I was. But do I want to talk about John Moxley right now? I don't know. SmackDown really got me oh, going. We got, we, yeah, we didn't even get to SmackDown. SmackDown got me going, bro. Another have, problem with this well, I'm week. I'm too
3: high, man. I have
6: a feeling SmackDown high. might have had your number you two match of the thing. week.
3: We already smoked one.
6: What's that, Scott? I think on SmackDown might have been your number two match of the week if there was a number two. Ali Murphy. Ali Murphy. That match was incredible. That was I told Frank
0: <laughs> that it was gonna be either Keith Lee and Dijakovic or
6: it was gonna be Ali and Buddy Murphy. You, you know, Murphy, I mean, he's actually getting the opportunity right now and he's he's making it happen. He's three for three right now between Reigns, Brian, and now Ali.
3: I felt like you should have picked up kept the momentum going after the win with Daniel Bryan and beat. Um, <laughs> Are you trying. good over there, bro?
0: Oh, God. Frank's falling apart. <laughs> That's Scott. Good. Did you see SmackDown, Scott? He should have beat. I did see he SmackDown. Beat right.
3: He should have beat Ali. He should have beat Ali.
0: Let me move on to my point I was trying to make before, you know, you guys steered off path here. This big... Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan gimmick has
6: been going on for how many weeks, Scott? Oh, it's... I don't know. It started like maybe a month ago, and it seems like we're going to keep finding out, but it keeps dragging and dragging and dragging. And guess for what? Weeks. It's going to keep dragging and dragging. It was and dragging. cool
0: for like two or three weeks,
6: you know? Maybe they should have capitalized it on, a, on a SummerSlam when they were, you know... You would have think so, but they kept Roman Reigns off the card. But I'll tell you, we keep reading online, right? We keep hearing about... They keep uh, the, flipping the script, right? McMahon's calling from... An undisclosed location, uh, right? Rewriting the SmackDown script, and I feel like they don't know what they're going to do, so they keep dragging it on and dragging it on. So now,
3: it's got to lead to Daniel Bryan,
6: though. I mean, we think, right? But I, I have a, I have a bold prediction here. You have a prediction because th- this week it was the Scott's got a prediction. This week, I mean, it was kind of oh. it was kind of seen that Eric Rowan was was one of the, that was pushing the thing, right? But he's not the one behind it. Okay, who's behind it? Daniel Bryan says he's not behind it. Right. Right. I think it's somebody with a connection to Rowan. And if you can figure it out from here, I think this is the return of, of Luke, Luke, Harper. Luke Harper. Luke Harper, That's wow. right. That's what I'm going with.
0: That's that it. makes sense. That was an amazing prediction. know. I, I didn't even think about that. I so didn't just either. Not,
3: and it all connects now.
6: I had no clue.
0: I had no clue. Scott. I was always a huge
6: Luke Harper. I mean, Scott's if you're too. not going to grant him his release, you might as well give him a feud with Roman Reigns, right?
0: Yeah,
2: but you know what?
6: The way
0: they're leading to this right now is going down the shitter. All right, I
3: felt like it's been like that since week one.
0: What the hell happened this week, though? The whole thing with Roman showing that stupid clip again from the first you know week, where it was Eric Rowan in the hoodie. Which to me, honestly, of all the clips they had to use, that was like the most hokey looking one. They could have done the car incident instead. You know, to keep showing a horrible tip over the fucking. And if if
6: that was the clip they wanted to show this week, why didn't they show it three or four weeks ago?
0: Right, 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 (laughs) right. You know, if he's
6: had it this long, what in the fuck is going on? Could could you just imagine in real life, like, there was one week that Daniel Bryan and Rowan said, you know, it wasn't us, but we know who did it, and we'll tell you next week. Could you imagine imagine if you got into a car accident and you didn't know who did it, somebody said, (laughs) I know who did it, but I'll tell you next week. (laughs)
3: <laughs> Yo! Hell no. Yeah, I mean, at yeah, that point, you are got to beat now, them though. down. That's what right we're down getting. There. That's what we're getting, yeah. You know? It's a good way to look at it. No respect. if someone did that to you in real life, you wouldn't have. You'd be like, I all mean, right, man, I'll come back next week. I'll get on an airplane. I'll meet you cross country next Tuesday night <laughs> at 9.53 p.m. And we'll... We'll find out who it is. I mean,
6: it's weekly episodic television. If it was a soap opera, that would just be end scene, right? They'll be like, I know who did it. And you could have just left it at that. But instead you go, we'll tell you next week. Come on. Come on. I like that. And that
0: to me is bullshit, you know? I don't understand why they're making this play out like
6: this. And to me, this thing needs to have its payoff soon because otherwise they're going to lose their audience. I mean, yeah. if it doesn't happen soon, does that mean Roman Reigns is out of two pay-per-view matches in a row? Because I don't think that happens. I don't know. I guess so. He's Hopefully. not injured or anything. There's class
3: of champions. He has no belt. Maybe he'll get the 24-7 championship. Well, it's
6: not exactly like a uh, you know a top four pay-per-view either. Well, the rule of class of champions is all titles are defended. Yeah. They can always make room for some more stuff. This is true. This is true. Maybe it'll be a 24-7 But they have a lot
3: of belts they don't defend. You know, the tag belts they didn't defend on SummerSlam.
6: Yeah, but look what they're doing with them now.
3: The IC title they didn't defend on SummerSlam. I
0: almost wish they did. Now you're going to have
3: the Miz. (laughs) Fucking bullshit. Yeah,
0: dude. I hear you. I hear you. And you, you brought up another point right when we came back from break that I kind of pushed out, and that, you were asking about John Moxley.
3: You, been, you were fired up as That's soon right. as we hit the air about John Moxley. You know, he really pissed me off this week.
0: Well, he did. He did, and I'll tell you why. This guy uh, signs big contract, you know, with AEW. Goes ahead, and he jumps ship, right? And normally not a big deal, but then he decides at the same time that he needs to go out and uh, wrestle independently and try all these other companies. Right?
6: Scott, I mean, what, what has he done? I mean, you give off some shit that this guy's done aside from AEW. I mean, we know he's done Northeast Wrestling. And he's then, bad.
3: He did the whole G1.
6: Yeah, he did his Japan tour, right? First match, got the US title from uh, Juice Robinson, right? Right. Um, other than that, I'm not, I'm trying to think if he's done other, any other indies. I mean, I know he did Northeast Wrestling, he's had to have done something else
3: maybe midwest down south
6: maybe i don't know i'd have to look that one up scott's got to look up something damn <laughs> scott's got to look shit up you know we're in trouble you know
0: i don't know but, but just, here it is it's here a it is show. so now they got this
6: big show not the first big show it's the last big show the last big show before to lead up they up the go television. live on right before they go live yeah. Well, he says he's gonna be ready by the time T V rolls around. Now, I know you're pissed off. Everybody's pissed off. A lot of people are pissed off, right? Because we don't get Moxley versus Omega, right? Right. But I'll tell you what, no nobody's gonna be more pissed off than him. Than Moxley himself. He I'm sure he's more pissed off than anybody. But um, you know, it's it's a serious condition with his elbow, right, with the staph infection. And I will say I uh it was about not this past weekend, but the weekend before he had a Northeast wrestling show. He was there. Uh, he did have his elbow all bandaged up. So it looks like it happened in, in Japan. Um, and then whatever matches, I think he was supposed to wrestle Big Kaz, or, a.k.a. Big Cass, at this Northeast <laughs> wrestling show. Um, but they changed it uh, to some sort of a tag team match to kind of limit his uh, mobility in the ring or whatever. Yeah. And um, he had a triple shot of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, those matches that he had were changed tag matches. Um, the Friday night one, which was the Mid-Hutton Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York, that one, uh, supposedly he insisted on keeping it as a singles match because it was him versus Pentagon. Right, I heard about and, this and also. that is a dream match, and, um, you know, he insisted on it. But he was already hurt at that point. And uh, I don't want to put any, like, bad shame on any, um, you know, other promoters or anything, but obviously if, if he says he's going to keep it, you know, you, you're you going to keep it, and you want to keep that dream match. AEW, you know, more... um. How, oh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I'm sure that they are. If they're, I was Tony Khan in AEW, yeah. I would be saying to this guy, listen, dude,
0: like I get you want to do all this shit and that's cool. But you got, you know, these obligations like at least say like, you, you know, obviously he's got the ability to do so because it's in the contract. Right. Well, but I'll then, tell you
6: what. I actually asked Moxley because, um, you know, I'm, I'm the Scott, So I had to go get his autograph. Oh right. So I asked him and I said, um, you know, when, when AEW television starts, I said, you know, are you, you know, are you just exclusive to them? Are you still going to be doing these indies? Um, and he just, you know, typical Moxley, he just looks at me and goes, ah, do whatever I want.
2: <laughs> what?
3: That's it? That's, That's what he That's all he gave you?
6: I don't know. But I'll tell you
0: what, Kenny Omega responded. Kenny Omega has issued a response to John Moxley's cancellation. And that was all candid, huh? And I went on a rant online. I don't know if anyone's seen it. I went on a rant online, probably on the Twitter feed or some shit, talking about uh, John Moxley and this whole gimmick with All Out. But what Kenny Omega had to say, and I always said this guy's not the
5: guy, but after hearing this promo, he could be the guy. Check this out. Oh, wow. Oh, Moxley. Jeez, I, I woke up today and... Um... I was told that, that, that it's not a joke, and you're going to break my jaw. I've seen the tough guy act, and uh, you pull it off quite well. So, <laughs> yeah, I, sorry. What's up?
7: Mox
0: is out. What do you mean? He's out of is out. he got a staph
2: infection. Yeah,
5: no, for, for real? Who you, would you hear it from?
2: I uh, just got it from Cody just now.
5: No, no one. Further. He didn't tell. Give me a sec. Could you... One sec. Okay, you want to just reset and do a more... No, no, no. <laughs> this is great.
0: I'm I think it goes top. right back into it.
5: Uh, let's just... Let's kill the lights. Because... Um, let's talk about so it. We just found out that Moxley's out. You know what? You know? Wow. What a sad story, right? Don't you, don't you feel sorry for John Moxley? I mean, he, he just showed up. He defied. He defied the wrestling god. Ooh. And he came to AEW threw me off a stack of chips, and then he went on this journey, a warrior's journey. He wanted to know what it was like to live a month in the life of Kenny Omega's shoes. Insert wrestler name here, better than sign, Kenny Omega. And and people were doing that with you. They were, they were, because you were like the hot topic for 15 minutes. This is your big chance of redemption in the excitement of being a free man. You called it a paradigm shift, right? That, w- that was cool, like you go going to a shirt. And then you went to Japan. <laughs> How did that tournament go in Japan? Did you win? Ooh. ooh I don't burned. mind it. First try, got the shirt <laughs> to prove it. You decided to start wanting to check Shut off all those top. boxes on that bucket list of yours. Did anyone really talk about you in Japan? You got a boo-boo on your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> a What's your explanation? <laughs> wow. Wait, 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 you're just gonna- Told you this is great. You're gonna write a, 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 sappy, a sappy tweet apologizing <laughs> to everyone? Make everyone feel bad for you?
2: <laughs> All of a sudden, I love Kenny. this guy.
5: He'll turn. <laughs> what happened to the dream match? Kenny, what happened to John Moxley? What happened to my dream? Did I go to Japan and wrestle t- 24 days of the month before fighting you? No, you see, I did this thing, John. It's called being a professional.
7: <laughs>
5: what am I supposed to say? I was ready. I took you seriously. I never got myself injured. I got myself in the best shape of my life. You never took me seriously. You never took this pay-per-view seriously. Uh, yeah, that's you right. Owe See what happens? everyone an apology. You owe me an apology. And you should really look in the mirror, John. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. You should look in the mirror, and you should ask yourself, what the the fuck am i doing i'm playing this all back in my mind and i'm thinking oh shit oh boy I- i'm being really insensitive because this is this is a real serious injury it could have happened to anybody right you are careless i blame you that's it i told you i blame you my point exactly that
6: was incredible that was I, a
3: great promo. wasn't I mean, that
6: not amazing the, the background music really added to it but that was that was some good shit Dude, when I tell you, I was like,
0: that that's it. He deserved it. He deserved it. You know? And I thought that just sunned everything up. And now he's got Pac and all out. What do you
6: think about that, Scott? I mean, if you can't have that match, you gotta get something equal to or better, right? That's the old Bruce Pritchard philosophy, right? Right. And uh, that's going to be a hell of a match. I mean, the only thing that could be better is what? If they got Punk to do it, right? And it was Punk and Omega. I mean, that, Then that whole crowd in Chicago would just jizz themselves.
3: That's true. That is true. He's going to be at Starcade, though.
6: It's pretty sick, guys. Sorry, but you know what's coming sorry, up. Starcade. We're getting Starcast. about
0: Starcast. that time. We're getting Starcast. about that time, guys. We're getting close to the big Bill Alfonso interview.
4: Alfonso was at his favorite massage parlor in Tampa, Florida, on the big strip, Del wavery. I had two montages because Taz won the Big match. That's right, Taz won the Big match. It's
0: going to be big. It's going to be huge. But first, before we even get that far, we got the Frank Knox Top 5. You ready, Frank?
3: Oh, I'm ready, PZ. Frank Frank
2: Frank Knox Top 5. Frank Knox Top 5. Frank Knox Top 5. Frank Knox Top 5. Frank
0: Knox Top 5 That's right, it's time for Frank Knox's Top 5 Hit it with a
3: Frank At number 5, I got Seth Rollins Number 4, I got Kofi Kingston And for the first time in Frank Knox Top 5 I got a female And it's Sasha Banks Number two, I got the big man Braun Strowman. And at number one, I got my new favorite tag team, PZ. Wait, what? My new favorite tag team, Team Rudolph, baby. Number one. Oh, my
0: God. I can't believe what I'm hearing, Frank. What? Are you for real? Believe
6: it championships Scott. don't matter this week. Rudolph came out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. He came to your number one.
3: He's guiding the sleigh, Scott, at number one, and you got it right. I can't believe what I'm hearing.
0: And let me tell you, Scott, I don't know if you've been listening, you know, on your weeks off, and your adventures of gaining your Scott knowledge, you know, but Frank has been over here every week. I question his top one or two, and he always says the champion's on top every week, no every matter week. what.
6: You're right. He does say that. And so that's then, why Lesnar was there. And now for so all long. of a
0: sudden, the champ is not to be found in the top two, the top three, not even the top four. Bro. Kofi
6: Kingston had a rough outing yeah. this week. And, and Rollins was number five? I mean, hot off the presses today. He's number one for the year on the, the, the PWI. PWI, Frank. But not this
3: week. He didn't have a big impact on Raw. He was kind of, you know, he let Braun Strowman just coax him into a one on one championship match like that.
6: I think Rollins will be fine. Especially he did since he's number one. He did finish above Will Ospreay, so I'm sure he's like you know, at least he's happy with that.
3: I decided to switch it up, man. I mean Braun Strowman he at number two. He's fine potentially for three championships in the picture for whatever reason. True, but Team Rudolph came in hot, man. I mean they took down the Viking Raiders. They took down Heavy Machinery. The okay, OC
6: Viking Raiders went down with like a double thing with OC. Right? Come on. I mean, barely.
3: But they've been pushing them so heavily, and then they put see, him in this see, turmoil. Rudolph got
6: rid of, like, Ryder and Hawkins.
3: They won four matches, you know? So,
0: I don't know, man. I got to say.
3: You I know. pick number one, Team Rudolph. You can hate it or love it, but it's Frank Knox's top five. I, I
6: can't believe you don't even have Bailey on here. Listen, this was episode 10. When we get to episode 100. Three, it's Sasha
3: Banks broke through, man. It's the first time you feel heal. In a, a long it. time in the but women's... women's really? When like,
6: we're at episode 100 and we re- relive Frank Knox's top five, we're going to remember this. We're going to be like, remember episode 10 when he said Rudolph? <laughs> team Rudolph. <laughs> team Rudolph. How was that
3: number one? Dude, they came in hot. They came in hot. They won the tag team turmoil. They
6: cut great promos. You know, I'm rolling with them. It's like one of those things, you know? I, I'm going to tell you, not even episode two, 100. Episode 20 rolls around. Frank Max
3: is a fanboy of Team Rudolph, Team, so I put him number one. Upsetting. Team Rudolph
6: is going to be on main event in no Because I'm time. a
3: huge Bobby Roode fan. He, I'm a huge Dolph Ziggler fan.
0: Bailey is SmackDown Women's Champion. She's defended
6: twice this week she
3: goes out there week after week and i you know you're right she won both
6: her matches yeah she beat Lacey evans that's right she said arm drag and then she gave her a hell of an arm drag that's
0: right call him in the ring baby
6: (laughs) that's how we do it well
3: i mean that's who my top five is what do you guys got i mean you got someone better at number one
0: uh you know what we got frank it doesn't matter what we got, cause at the end of the day, it's not the Scott Top Five, it's not the Peasy Top Five, it's the Frank Top Five, baby. That's right.
8: This is the one above all.
0: Anthony
4: Gango, you're also the world champion and the sole
7: CGW World Tag Team Champion,
4: and you're tuned into another episode of To Be Brought.
0: Blood Podcast. Fonzie coming up soon.
4: Episode Down. 10. Raw Vandal. That's all they say. When we walk that night out in Buffalo, baby, the blaze explodes. But not only this time, oh, we're going to be in this Buffalo, bars, baby, David. We're going national. We're going worldwide. Raw Van for is putting you people in good, Tokyo, Russia, Germany, world worldwide. This is so great how it lays on the beat right now. Raw Van Rob Van Dam! Rob,
2: Rob Van Dam!
0: Rob Van Dam! Oh, My, Rob Van Dam! I do have to admit, I, I feel partly... Man.
3: Oh, man, Rob Van Dam and Bill Alfonso. Great what an times. amazing what thing. Crazy thing. thing.
0: What an amazing show it's been already. You know? I'm surprised. Rob Van Dam. Do you know what, Frank? I don't think I ever even asked to open up the lines today. <laughs> no one's trying to call in the stump to Scott.
6: Well, I was gonna call that. I we don't know, a
0: six zero three eight four seven one one zero. I mean We just got lost. Who's the gonna stop the sky? We need to tell them on the Facebook.
3: You know? Yeah, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, subscribe on you know all major po- podcast listening device, That's true uh, networks and platforms, I meant to say.
0: But dude, I mean you gotta you gotta subscribe on your favorite uh, podcast listening platform, utility. Yeah.
3: Your favorite platform, your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to Be Blunt Podcast with Peasy. Not
0: just that, Frank, but we signed up for
3: PodCoin. That's That's right. right.
0: So our listeners can go to PodCoin and they can put in, you know, uh, the promo code Peasy. And with that, they're going to get 300 PodCoins. And those PodCoins, Frank, you can use to buy actual products. Wow. Can you believe it?
3: Can you believe it? You're going to be able to listen to us and eat for free.
0: Go to PodCoin. Put in your promo code, PZ, get 300 coins right out the back. Get yourself an Amazon gift card or something. get shit. right
3: in there. You know? Wow, that's incredible.
0: That's right. You gotta listen up. And of course, call in a stump to Scott A six oh three eight four seven one one zero. You know,
3: try to cut a promo on Peasy or a freestyle with Frank Knox. No one's got
0: it. No one could do it. No one could do it, bro. So no, far we have had no you know.
3: We had moonshine once.
0: That's right. Moonshine. That that he spit those bars too for I'll you. tell
6: you, your bars last week were on fire too. The, the, oh, ch- the, yeah, chicken,
0: the chicken, nugget chicken nugget
2: one.
6: Nugget. <laughs> the chicken nugget freestyle was fire, bro. Six twelve
3: twenty.
2: I was dying. <laughs> Yo,
0: me too. <laughs> 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 as soon as he kicked it off with that line, me and my boy we crossed. Roma, we lost it bro
3: we lost it i'm always getting the least you know probably a 20 piece
0: you know absolutely nugs, right? <laughs> that's right you want to hear more of that follow us on social media too at Two number two you know two, two. that's right plugging that social media baby and uh so guys so i gotta tell you something right so i got this idea so my fiance right the boss as we like to call her here. Two people on podcast. The mouse, the mouse. Uh, she's been playing, you know, that Pokemon Go game. Are you familiar with this game, Scott? I don't have it, but yeah. The I, concept I'm is you use like an augment. You use your phone as like an augmented reality. Yeah, you, walk screen. you walk around. You walk around. and You can catch Pokemon. Yeah, like, those like eighteen balls months
3: ago, kids were out in full force, walking the streets, and it was it was kind of funny.
0: Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. And so I'm thinking to myself, bro, and I'm like, well, uh, we could make a lot of money off this if we made a game like that about weed hmm. you know because i mean there's millions of stones millions of people smoke weed you know it's it's the it's the big thing even the government's trying to get on board so i'm thinking to myself how can we make some money off this how can we monetize this idea of mixing weed and those kind of ar based games right because i'm a tech guy frank you know this yep. you know even though i botched this board every damn week <laughs>
3: You'll but get you know, used to it, you know. It's you know, all good,
0: you know. When you smoke two buns of the finest every week, what do you want?
3: Sometimes you have a couple cold ciders,
0: you know. But that, just like Coachman said, it's all about good content. You know, it's all about the good content, so it doesn't even matter. Just like the game. So I'm thinking, I might, you know, I think, I like, what would you do? Like, if we had to make a game, right, about. You know,
3: augmented we, reality. Yeah,
0: with with weed. Like, if you were to walk around, like, what? would you have any ideas? Like, what would you do? I like, I got these ideas in my head, but I want to hear what you guys like think about this.
3: I would just be like, yo, uh, um, I don't know what I would do, man. I mean, maybe find fellow <laughs> stoners or like people that are smoking weed or people that have weed to purchase.
6: Scott, what do you think? I mean, that's the main reason, right? Find weed to purchase, right? But I'm worried yeah. that there's gonna be like narcs on the other side of this thing. <laughs>
0: Well, we wouldn't want any narcs, I'll tell you that. That'd be devastating. We can't have any narcs whatsoever. But I'm thinking, like, you could walk around, you can catch, like, you know, weed dealers and shit, and they you you know, cut down some virtual pot plants, and then you could turn them into, like, blunts that you can s- virtually smoke with your friends, you know? And maybe, maybe, like, stoners would be into that kind of thing. You know, it'd be the new thing, you know?
3: Right. Stone on the go. Stone, down the Stone go. on Stone the go. Stone on, on the go or some shit.
0: But. Then I'm thinking to myself, you know, we're having this big interview today with the Fonz, right? So how, I'm thinking, how can I tie in, like, the Fonzie into this, you know? And then I got this idea, Scott, you know, of using his whistle as part of the gimmick, you know? where you, you can just literally blow the whistle and play the game. And I call this the Fonzie Whistle. Hey everyone! Hi, cheesy Do you like games? We, we sure, sure do! Have you heard of games like Pokemon Go?
3: I love Pokemon!
0: Harry Potter Wizard World!
3: That's my favorite!
0: I thought so! Well, we're here to bring you the latest and greatest innovation to hit the augmented reality world of gaming it's the Fonzie Whistle! The Fonzie Whistle? That's right! The Fonzie Whistle is an actual working whistle that connects to your smartphone using Bluetooth. Once paired, and you've downloaded our smartphone app, you're ready to play!
2: Oh boy!
0: Go ahead, blow on that whistle right there. Now check your phone. Our app will show you nearby players in your area. Catch virtual dealers. Cut down virtual weed plants on your way to meet up with other players, and turn them into virtual joints, blunts, and more!
7: Wait, what?
0: I know, right? Grab some friends, pass that virtual blunt, do a virtual dab, or try the real thing. This might be the greatest thing ever.
1: Take my money.
0: Sure. Simply call 1-800-BILL-FOZ to get yours. As a bonus, we'll even throw in a bonus Fonzie Whistle Light. It's a whistle and a lighter free. Act fast, this is a limited time offer. Call one 800 L F O N Z to get your free gift now.
5: It's the highest podcast around. To be blunt with easy, We are back on the
7: To Be Blunt podcast. I'm here with Frank Knox, and on the phone,
0: we have a very special guest, Frank. We have... Bill Alfonso, live, the Fonz, on the line. How's it going, Bill? That's right,
8: Daddy, and I feel great. I'm so excited about being on your show. I've uh, heard a lot about it, and uh, here we go, Daddy. I'm ready.
0: All right. You know, I'm going to start right down to the basics, Bill. I got to know, you've been in the business for a long time.
2: How did you get? Decades, yeah.
0: yeah, how did you get started? Like, did you train? To, I know you were a referee at first. Did you train to become a referee, or did you just happen to be at the right place at the right time?
8: All, all of the above. All of the above. I was a big fan when I was a kid watching it. I just wanted to be a wrestler so bad. Uh, first night in, I saw Eddie Graham, the Great Malenko, Bobby Shane, all these. Uh, Bobo Bo all these big characters. I said, damn, that's what I want to do. But I never grew up to be over 160 pounds. So the next best thing, uh, I, I started meeting a lot of the wrestlers and stuff, became friends with them. They said, hey, Fonzie, you'd make a great referee. You're small. You make it look big. You love the business. And it went on from there. And I was in the right place at the right time. That's what happened.
0: You had your first match as a referee, if I'm correct. I think it's your first match. Uh, it was a chain match between Iron Sheik and Terry Funk. Do well, I, have the-
8: I had done a few matches before, but my first professional getting paid, making a payday, um, other than that, I was training, uh, you know, uh, setting the ring up, helping, doing what I can to get involved in the business, and then finally I got accepted. And finally the first night, it blew me away because there was the card, and I read it um the Sheik against Terry Funk in a chain match. And, you know, there was only one referee for the whole night, and that was me.
7: You repped the, the whole show?
8: Texas. Yes.
0: Wow. Oh, my yes. God. What was it like and working it with different. the Iron Sheik? I got to know.
8: Well, it was scary at first because I had never <laughs> met him. I had seen him for years, you know, in magazines. Every once in a while, he'd come to Florida, you know. Uh, and he uh, <laughs> was real intimidating. And he wasn't really – this, not not friendly, but he wasn't friendly. He didn't say, hey, kid, come sit next to me and let me tell you about the good old days. You know, it wasn't like that. It was all business. And uh, he, he intimidated me. He scared me. And I was uh, – I, I did real good that night. And at the end of the match, he ended up ripping the referee's shirt off, which was me, stabbing me with a pencil, like a, a working stab, but he did stab <laughs> me for real, in like they are. And I still have the lead mark um, – 30, 40 years later in my arm. Wow. Anybody comes up to me and says, uh, hey, show me that landmark where the Sheik stabbed you in your first professional match you got paid for. Let me see it and I'll show it to them.
0: Wow, it's like an impromptu tattoo from the Sheik. Wow. That's gotta be worth something. Fucking bullshit. How many people have been tattooed by the Iron Sheik? Good story. Yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like. Your first night out, you show up and you (laughs) gotta work Iron Sheik and Terry Funk.
8: That's like that's incredible. No, no, no. It wasn't the Iron Sheik.
0: It wasn't the Iron Sheik. It was the original Sheik. Oh, the see, I had him
8: mixed it was up. Uncle. That's
0: right. The Tabu's original uncle. Sheik. Yes,
8: yeah, the more intimidating one.
0: That's right, that's right. I mean, if you've never seen the original Sheik, you gotta go back on YouTube and check him out. I mean, I remember right. that was yeah, that guy was uh, intimidating to see on T V.
8: Very intimidating. But that's... it was great. That's my uh First night getting paid, I made, I think, $60 in 1978 for the card. It was a good house, too.
0: Wow. And you actually refereed a lot of big matches with a lot of big names, and I know I've seen photos of you with Andre the Giant recently on your social media. I mean, that was how long ago? I mean, that like, that's a legend, you know? That guy's a legend. And you got the, the, you know, the privilege. Oh,
8: that, particular, that, partic- that particular picture that's on my uh, Instagram of me standing next to Andre, is uh, was uh, nineteen eighty one in uh, Miami Beach Convention Center. over Was
0: oh, in wow. my early twenties. So you're in your early early twenties, yeah. and you're working with these guys that are larger than life.
8: Legends.
7: I mean, that's oh a- yeah,
8: yeah. I came, I came in a hey, uh, Frank and PZ. Uh, I came in on the tail end of some fantastic careers. Then it was the next generation. So I came in on the Bobo Brazils the shigs and all those old guys like that and then the next guys was dusty then the next generation was the barry windham's and the next generation was the Shawn michaels and the next generation was the easy does so i've been through quite a few generations i've been so fortunate
3: wow i mean that's incredible you've seen wrestling evolve if
8: you pull up some stuff on you pull up some stuff on youtube there's a lot of me refereeing uh like WrestleManias, um, yeah, we've seen uh, that WCW. you all worked at
3: WrestleMania Nine and the infamous Undertaker Giant Gonzalez match.
8: Yes, absolutely.
0: Well, that was, yeah, that was what, what Caesar's what was Palace, like, right?
8: Yeah, it was great. It was
0: great. Now, how did, how was what was it like working with the Undertaker? I know, I know, we're gonna get into Giant Gonzalez because I know you were per, like a personal assistant to him for a few years, but we'll touch on that. But what was it like working yeah. with the Undertaker? I mean, this is like back when. You know, he had been in the business for not too long already.
8: Yeah, Undertaker yeah, was really cool. He was he was all, he was was professional. He had the greatest gimmick. He was over, so he was easy to communicate with. And he was all business, plus a nice guy. And he lived in Florida for a while. We were kind of neighbors. He lived on one lake, I lived on another lake. So I would occasionally run into him at the post office or something like that. But <laughs> uh, he, was smooth, man. He, was, he was real smooth, man. He was real smooth.
0: That's awesome, man. Now, you worked. I mean, that was a big match. You were working with Giant Gonzalez for a few years prior to this. Now, you guys were uh, riding buddies. I hear you were pretty much like his assistant when he came over to start working, you know, in the States.
8: Yeah. um, You know, Ted Turner owns the Atlanta Braves, owns WCW, owns CNN, owns uh, downtown Atlanta, Peachtree, everything, you know, big companies. Uh, and he also owned the Atlanta Hawks, the NBA basketball team. So some scouts for the Hawks saw the giant playing um, European football. I mean European basketball. So they invited him over to the state. They wanted him to play for the Atlanta Hawks. The guy was nearly eight foot tall. You know, two inches shy of eight foot. Right. And uh, so they brought him over here. But he had already been playing balls in in, in Europe for for uh. For a while, and his knees were starting to get, plus he was a giant, plus he was big, plus giants don't live long. lock. So he couldn't pass the NBA standards of playing, you know, 100% for, you know, 60 minutes. Yeah, so he couldn't go up said, and down we, the
3: floor for 60 minutes, 82 games a year. He'd exactly, break down. Or he'd even break half down, yeah.
8: that. Knees, right. I mean, he'd make a good asset for 10 minutes, and that was it. An it yeah. but, so anyway, they told him, they said, look, Turner also owns this company, WCW, is wrestling. And she said, What the hell is wrestling? I don't know anything about that. Well, we're training. So I was already established. I was already there working with Dusty. He was the booker. And uh, I, I worked with Dusty in Florida, so I was really close with Dusty. And wow. The business. Great referee. And Dusty said, Hey, look, we got this giant in. We're going to train him for a while. And I want you to help him out. He doesn't speak real good English. He can't drive a car. He doesn't know how to get around the country, this and that. It needs a 24-hour, seven, and we're going to pay you your salary, which you're making now, which is great money, six figures, and then we're going to give you a big bonus for taking care of the Giants. I said, oh, great. I would have done it for nothing because, you know, we became super friends after six months. I was with them three years. WCW, we traveled the whole planet. I mean, Japan, Europe, United States, Mexico, all over. And, uh, and then we went to Vincent, we went to WWF. Uh, for a while, we did the WrestleMania. After that, he started getting a little ill when his health wasn't 100%. So he went back to Argentina and I stayed, WC, I mean, WWF, and then went to ECW.
3: So you pretty much every day for three years were side by side with Giant Gonzalez. You must have had some pretty crazy but, times traveling the world with Yeah, some fantastic,
8: some, some fantastic times. You've got to remember he was, at that time, in 91, or 90, when I met him in 91, 92, 93, when we had the three-year run, he was the largest athlete on the planet.
0: Very true. He was an attraction. Nobody
8: bigger than him. Nobody. Nobody. And, uh, yeah, I was with him 365 days a year, but... Maybe an occasional week off or two weeks, he would go to Argentina. But Argentina, was, his home was so far away. He didn't, in the three years, he might have went home two times, three times, you know?
7: Yeah,
0: well, I mean, it makes sense, though. Plus, it's not that easy to travel, I'm sure, flying on a plane when you're eight feet tall, you know? those. Th- I know right. personally, yeah. I'm six foot, and it sucks to ride a plane. Yeah,
3: it's uncomfortable. <laughs> it
8: yes, yes, absolutely, 100%, yeah. But I had a fantastic time, and I've done, uh, so everybody wanted to have the giant appear as like a special guest or a novelty item on game shows, uh, movies, talk shows, uh, uh, all kinds of different things. Uh, go to the Braves game and sit in Ted Turner's box where him and Jimmy Carter would sit, and the, the camera would pan and say, "Oh, the Braves are good, doing good." They got, uh, they got a good run, and look, even Giant Gonzalez comes out to watch the Braves. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> of it was course, right the Giant was me. You know, <clears throat> movies, uh, all kind of shit, uh, TV series. It was great. Baywatch, Thunder of Paris. I mean, Hogan's uh, uh, TV series too. Yeah,
3: so yeah, to that's right. He was on school. both. Yeah,
8: yeah.
0: And you that, were there with him for all that.
8: For all of it.
0: That's incredible.
8: And it. <laughs> It was great, man. It was great. You got any good and stories that stick 30-
0: out from your, like, three years of traveling with Giant uh, Gonzalez? You got, like, a favorite story? You, you know something that might have happened with you two?
8: Oh, there's so many stories. But uh, uh, just a few stories. It was like, uh, it would go into any restaurant. He liked to go into, like, but you guys got, You guys are in the Massachusetts area?
3: Connecticut.
0: Right next to Massachusetts. Okay,
8: Connecticut. You guys have, like, Morrison's Cafes up there. It's like, a, it's like a, uh, a big lunch place, you know. But anyway, he liked big foods that would go – any restaurant would go in. Man, the cooks would come out. The restaurant would go nuts for this guy because he was so big. I mean, he would spin heads. It was, and that's why I was there for him. I was a buffer, you know what I mean? People would come up to him. That was my job to, to buff him away. But uh, – Always get invited to the kitchen. Always get more food. Always get calm food. Uh,
0: <laughs> Living
8: the life, uh, man.
0: <laughs> you know what
8: I give when you to the life? White House. Oh, yeah, we were in D.C. We went to the White House because you wanted to see the White House. You know how you go on the tours before 9-11, you know what I mean? Right. So we went to the White House. We were going to go on a little walking tour. And I knew in the back of my mind, I said, as soon as these freaking Secret Service guys get a load of this guy, they're going to give us some special treatment. And they damn sure did. The president wasn't there that day, but we still got to go into the Oval Office, and they gave us a pretty cool walkthrough as long as uh, they could take pictures with the dying. And It was, You know, a lot of firsts with CMB, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy, man.
8: And you know what? The women, see, Diana from Argentina is a Spanish kid. So the only thing that was wrong with him, which wasn't wrong, he was real big. He was proportioned well. Like, he wasn't like, <laughs> God bless Andre. You, you know what I mean? Andre, his his face starts getting distorted at the end. You know, your jaw continues They get that giant disease. You know, your glands don't know when to stop, so your bones still grow, your forehead gets bigger, and all that kind of stuff. But he didn't have that yet. So the women loved him. And I mean, not women from, like, uh, uh, rupees from wrestling and stuff i mean just we'd go to the mall and you know he'd pick up a bra. damn how'd he do that he was just a good-looking kid so um i was pleasantly surprised at how many women that uh we got acquainted with you know
0: yeah i mean that's <laughs> that's <laughs> can't imagine giant gonzalez out there getting all the ladies <laughs> and i mean women like
8: like they could be in a magazine, beautiful, blonde. Oh, my God. I could not believe that. him. Wow. Well, I, I was lucky,
7: too. That must I was, have worked you know, out right good for you. Them. I know. That must have oh, benefited yeah. you.
8: Yeah. Yeah. And I always get upgraded. You know what I mean? Because they'd buy me a coach ticket by him a first class. He couldn't buy anything else. And the stewardess is, oh, come on up and sit with your buddy. He and you know, whatever, after a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome a a lot of pretty cool stuff but you know what god bless him he he wasn't that big that that great of a worker a performer in the ring but he didn't have to be he could do minimal stuff and get away with it just his size was what we were selling
2: exactly you gotta work work
8: your size yeah yeah he couldn't work so what he couldn't work you can't work either motherfucker but um I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> um,
0: I agree with you though because I feel like a lot of guys today, especially big men in wrestling, like they don't—they throw their size away. They don't use it properly. You know, right. they do there's too much fancy big,
7: stuff.
8: Well, there's only a few good big men like uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. You know, guys like that one man gang that can work their ass off. You know what I mean? There's a lot of big guys that can not work a lit.
0: This is true. This but, is true.
8: You know, but we we got by, and I had a great time with them.
0: That's Awesome. I want to fast forward now a few years. Uh, you were on one of the first few uh, episodes of Monday Night Raw. I think
3: the first ever episode. No, I was on the first episode. Yeah,
7: man, get it that's right. right. That's
0: right. Listen, first episode. listen. I know back then they used to tape episodes. I just want to make sure I got it right.
8: <laughs> well, we would tape uh, right, so we would go in on Monday do one live show then the next two days tape Tuesday and Wednesday the next two mondays following so we would do one live show and tape two have two mondays in the can for the next two weeks and then the third then the fourth week we'd go back and tape three more every fourth week we would do a live show plus tape two
0: wow so they were just doing uh you know like one one or two live shows a month everything else was taped right yeah right that's what i thought
8: at the beginning at the beginning yeah absolutely yeah
0: so, you know, you were on the first yeah, episode got, of Monday Night Raw. I mean, that was, must have been a huge move, moment for your uh, career.
8: Well, nobody knew what Monday Night Raw was going to become. Nobody knew what Monday Raw, what Monday Night Raw was going to be about. You know, Monday, it, yeah, it was a great takeoff of my career, and I could always say, hey, I was on the first Monday Night Raw and all that, and I do, quite recently. And, uh, I've been on a lot of big shows, but... Yeah, nobody knew it was going to be the longest running uh, whatever it is in the history of, you know, cable, TV, and, you know, it was a big part of
0: that. Yeah, you had a big night that night. You uh, did a title match, if I'm correct.
8: But that that wasn't the first night, I don't think. It was Marty, Janetti and, and uh, Shawn Michaels.
3: Yeah, whoever the IC was. title. That was, what, one of the first yeah. couple weeks yeah. you taped?
8: Yeah, and then Marty beat him for the title, yeah. When I go out on the floor and raise his hand, yeah, it was pretty cool, yeah.
0: Man, I was a huge yeah. Shawn Michaels fan back in the day. Like, what was it like being in the locker with a guy like that? I know you used to have a lot of uh, a bad reputation.
8: Who had a bad reputation?
0: Well, backstage, uh, Shawn, Shawn Michaels. Michaels.
8: Well, not with me. So I got along with pretty much everybody because I wasn't really a threat, and I was there just to get my work done. But you got to remember – Shawn Michaels was back there, a big superstar. But there was also other twenty other superstars back there. You know what I mean? Right. Mr. Uh, uh, perfect, uh, Razor, all, all these guys, all these guys. So Shawn Michaels was put in place like everybody else. You couldn't, you know what I mean? There's always somebody bigger than you. But uh, it was pretty cool, you know. Uh, they the people like to rib and you know cause trouble, but you know it's hard to be on the road night after night, three hundred something days a year traveling it's tough brother it is a grind if you can just write a book and, and uh, take the post of these wrestlers on just their traveling that's not ring time that's not their personal time at home you know what i mean just from getting point a to point b let me give you one schedule that was a, not an uncommon schedule okay all so right. a monday night i would leave tampa i would fly to newark get a rental car And go do three days of TV Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, somewhere like Syracuse, Poughkeepsie, somewhere upstate. You know it. Okay, and on Wednesday night, drive back to Newark, fly out the next day, Thursday morning, to San Diego. Do a show in San Diego that night, that Thursday night. Thursday night, drive to Los Angeles, which is only a two hour drive. Get on the plane the next morning, fly to Honolulu, do a show and wow. fly back four hours later. You're only in Hawaii, like six hours. Fly back to San Francisco, do a candlestick park matinee, then go home. So that's a pretty tough schedule.
0: Oh my god. You were doing this like every week?
8: with some parts of the with some parts of the planet we were on, you know, would you fly and go do three days of TV somewhere in the United States? And then fly out and do, do five or six days of house shows, you know. So we fly into Houston, do uh, Houston, San Antonio, Dallas, and then fly to California and do you know uh, Los Angeles, you know, three three big cities, and then fly to DC and do, uh, uh, you know, DC and go up and do Philly and you know what I mean, just.
3: It's a traveling show. A yeah. show. That's and right. That's the way they got yeah. the word out. You yeah. Guys,
8: never, you never, went to every major
3: metropolitan area. And...
7: Close. That's yes, close. It
8: wasn't. Metropolitan. Yeah. It's 24... <laughs> yeah, yeah. it crazy. And guys would crack, man. Guys couldn't take the road. You know what I mean? With wrestling, the pressure, the, the, uh, the corporate pressure from the guys, the wrestlers ribbing you, your home life, you got problems at home, you're, you're going, oh, my God, it is a tough business, man.
0: Let me ask and you plus, something. You better be good. You, you mentioned yeah. ribs quite a few times now. I just wanted to know in your opinion, what what was, like, the favorite, your favorite rib from backstage?
8: Oh, there's hundreds of them. There's no favorites. There's hundreds of like. <laughs> Come
3: on, you got to like, give us like, something. I'll,
8: I'll give you a bunch of them. Um, like the guys are notorious for like, uh, if somebody goes to sleep in a car or on the airplane, and you you don't go to sleep, and you got six wrestlers. No, you don't. You know, six, six, you know, you get a, especially if you got a little buzz going, you've been drinking or something. fact, they'll shave your eyebrows, they'll cut your boots off, or, you know, shit like that. I've seen them uh, jack up somebody's car and steal four tires. <laughs> <laughs> ten of us, ten wrestlers eating. Uh, this was the mid-Atlantic uh, 10 wrestlers eating inside the restaurant and the one guy comes out and his car is up on Jack. and there's no tires and oh they, my wouldn't God. The tires they would take the tires <laughs> and drive you know he had to buy a new tires it was crazy but these guys were making big money these yeah. guys were making big money so they didn't give a fuck you know what I mean so what they took the guy you know $3,000 tires you know what I mean they bought new ones but crazy shit man
0: that's incredible crazy shit that's incredible.
8: A lot of drinks and a little bit of drugs, all that shit. You know, it just goes on. I mean, I'm not saying the drugs were big, but that's in every, any company, especially back then. You know what I mean? There oh, yeah. No big yeah, there's, there's
3: always the guys known that were now partiers. That's right. The gimmicks yeah. come out.
8: Now, the gimmicks the come out. <laughs> now you get drug tested. Vince has a wellness program. You know, to get a drug problem, they'll send you to rehab and all that, which is fantastic. You're not using so many wrestlers no more a lot of guys died on drugs
0: yeah that's a, that's you know and that's the problem these days you know not these days so much but like you know there was a lot of partying yeah. and a lot of you know mixing of stuff and uh that some people went too far
7: yeah
8: yeah and by accident you know what i mean you do right. it 100 times on the 101 you, you know you don't wake up that's exactly what happened so many times i know and back then it wasn't you know it wasn't frowned upon it was just something that was kept hush hush you know what i mean now you yeah, have a problem you know you got to go face the board of uh uh people at wwf and hey what's the problem you know what i mean
0: that's right it's true it's true they'll send you right to rehab they got no problem with that
8: yeah back then they did uh because they didn't have it now they got finances. these young guys that are making big money you know uh uh all these young guys that are on Monday Night Raw and and, and Smackdown and got good contracts are making several hundred thousand dollars a year plus you know so they got financial advisors how you know how to buy a home how to save money and all kind of shit back then they didn't have it. a lot of guys hear stories oh i'm broke now how are you broke jake the snake you made three million dollars in two years i mean you know four years right fucking broke so no mismanaging of the money yeah. Easy. That's yeah. The time. It's true. Out in every every look at all these guys. Alan Halferson they played for, you know, ball for the seventy six and Philly. There are a bunch of guys that broke. They made millions. You know, Tyson went through millions, but you just spend it. But now Vince has got financial advisors, he's got a drug policy program, he's got this, he's got that, dress code, you know, all kind of shit, which is great. How, how had was it working program. for Vince? I thought Vince was great he treated me super you know super I couldn't uh, I, uh, I made more money with Vince than any other place uh, treated me great as long as you do your job and which I love my job and I worked hard I was very good at my job uh, probably better than most other referees in the, in the country especially working for Vince or anywhere I'm not saying I was the best but I was you know considered you know really good. I would dress nice. I would wear a suit because I found out quick, Frankie and Peasy, uh, that you know I'm a small guy. So I would say I walk into Marriott with Hulk Hogan, Brutus the Barber, a couple guys. Hey, oh, they fall on their faces trying to help us. You know what I mean? Yep. The, the 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 staff at the Marriott. Oh yes, we've been waiting. Now if I walk in by myself with no Hulk Hogan, no Brutus the Barber, I walk in with a pair of jeans, a nice little shirt, you know, hey, I have a uh, reservation. Oh, hold on a second. Wait a minute. You know, they will take their time. But if I walk in with a suit, a Rolex, Louis Vuitton luggage, (laughs) oh, Mr. Alfonso, we've been expecting you. So that's how I dressed the whole time I was on the road for Turner. Styling and and profiling. And and Vince loved it. Vince loved it. I dressed like that on the first Monday Night Raw. And, um, And at that time, remember the Zubas? the pants Of
0: course. The, of course, the, course yeah, I have was, a pair. Uh,
8: uh, <laughs> exactly, me too. So everybody was wearing those, you know what I mean? yep And t-shirts and kind of shit, traveling, you know. Uh but so I wanted this was my really because I was in WCW in Florida, Jimmy We never went to New York City WCW. You know, I never went to Madison Square Garden until so I got to WWE, WWF. Right. So I thought it was a big deal my first Monday Night Raw. I'm going to the Manhattan Center right there in Manhattan, you know what I mean? The Hammerstein Ballroom, big big taping. Uh, uh, so I wanted to dress nice. So I, you know, dressed really beautiful, really nice suit, uh, roller, all the night. So when I walked in, Vince was at ringside, you know, talking. We were all there at 1 o'clock. And Vince said, hey, Fonzie, come here. I walk in, I got nice. I look beautiful. And there was four other referees (laughs) on the other side of the building, Uh, Dave Hebner, you know, a bunch of guys. Right. So Vince calls me over there and calls all the other referees, all referees, report to the inside. So there was like six of us there. He said, hey, everybody see how Fonzie's dressed? I want everybody to dress like that from now on to any pay-per-view, any TV production, any big event, dress just like this. So all the other referees were pissed at me because they couldn't wear Zubos <laughs> all the time. Oh, no.
0: That's so devastating. I, I loved
8: it. I, oh, well. Vince is <laughs> it's not me. It's true. So Vince liked me. I, I worked hard. you know. I was, uh, we were doing the pull apart. It, it was a Monday Night Raw, but it was like in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin or something. It's a big uh, convention center. So anyway, they're going to do a pull apart, and they're going to film it and then show it uh, during Monday Night Raw, it was between Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow. They were going to do a pull-apart. Then they would have wrestled each other that night, you know? Right. So so they say, okay, let's do a pull-apart. And back here, it was about 35 seconds, and then we'll show it right before. So I uh, we, we're talking about it, and uh, Tatanka and Bam Bam start fighting each other. Here comes three or four reps to try to pull them apart. And there was a trash can about 35 feet away from the pull apart. I said, without anybody hearing me, but Bam Bam said, hey, Bam Bam, when I come to you, you grab me and throw me into that trash can like in the air, 30 feet in the air, and I'll fly in there and make you look no. like you're No. They started fighting. Here comes the other referees. They're holding on to the guys. It looks phony as fuck. I grab Bam Bam. He turns around and grabs me by the, by the waist and by the neck. And throws me, boom, I hit the trash can. Look looked like I killed myself, but somehow I didn't get a scratch on me. And that's, you know, rapped, that's the take. And then after Vince came up to me, he said, Hell of a bump, Ponzi. You don't <laughs> walk no more the rest of the night. Because that was such a good bump. People won't believe it if you're out there. I said, okay, great.
7: <laughs> she got so the rest of the night this off. Again. <laughs> this yeah, guy was the so hey,
8: why man. are you doing all that crazy shit? Said, I'm not. That's just what, you know, what I think should happen.
0: Oh, my God. That's so funny. That's great. Kind of I mean, funny,
8: but, you know, I mean, little shit like that nobody knows about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing story. I mean, <laughs> I can't, what went through your head that you, you were like, go ahead toss me in this trash can? <laughs> I don't know. I just seen the trash can there, and,
8: and I knew you know, that we were good, very good at their job. I mean, they are superb at their job. And Vince doesn't like a lot of uh, violence and a lot of unnecessary bumping because you got to do this day after day after day it's okay to slow down don't do so much you know what I mean sometimes back in the day I don't know about now but but uh, but so the other referees were getting you know routinely uh, easier you know what I mean and I thought I'd, I just came from Florida and WCW we were a little more hardcore not too much more but you know but it's, you got to remember it's family entertainment that's true like Bench is like that Vince wants a doctor. His wife and the two kids at ringside instead of the three 32 year old guys. You know what I mean? Right. They're the, the doctor's wife and the two kids are going to spend more money.
0: This is true. I get it. That makes sense. I mean, Vince is it's all so about money that's, now. That's the goal.
8: Yeah. That's not a bad way to go, you know. No, not at all. What was your favorite WWF no.
0: moment while you were there?
8: I don't know. There's so many of them. working. Right. In, but walking in Madison Square Garden, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, going to Boston Gardens where the Celtics play. And, oh, it's with the Giant. It's a parking story. So the, I, we're driving to Boston. So I drive up to Boston Gardens. You know, and we're on the show. It's a big night. You know, Boston Gardens. we the the Giants. So we drive up, and the guy says, oh, $30 to park. I said, uh, oh, that's okay. We're, we're with the show. You know, I got the giant with me and Bill Alfonso, the referee, we were a WWF superstar and all that shit. All right. He said, Everybody paid. I said, does Larry Bird Bur- pay? He said, no, but that's Larry Bird. So he made his pay, 30 bucks to park. You know what, what I mean? But uh, we, <laughs> we were making a couple thousand dollars that night, so it was 30 bucks? but it's still, you know. Not a
0: principle, um, you know?
8: My favorite. Yeah, my, my favorite moment, were, uh, working WrestleMania, you know, uh, being a celebrity, being, being consistent in the business was my favorite moment. Anytime Vince would put me over, and I would, you know, uh, uh, get a little, uh, uh, do something good, you know what
0: I mean?
7: Right. I, I
8: worked really hard, but every night was my favorite moment. I mean, you know, going to Japan for the first time, I like, said, wow, Tokyo is one of my favorite cities.
0: Oh, I've never been.
8: Yeah, I really like it. Wrestling is big, big there. They got so many companies there. But the two are big. all oh, Japan and New Japan. Uh, I went there. Uh, Flair, I guess it was '91. Uh, I've been there like ten times. But my first time was like '91. It was. Uh,
3: Have you been to the uh, famous Ribera uh, Japanese Steakhouse?
8: Oh yeah, yeah. It's in my. It should be in my in my. Uh, Instagram a picture of the Japanese house. Hell yeah, I went there. Of course, they got a jacket. In the tank, oh, yeah. the
3: Scott would be going crazy.
8: I know. Oh, if the I Scott was out. here, he yeah. got a jacket. It's fake, of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, house. Steakhouse. Rabeira's Steakhouse. yeah. A famous place, man. Yeah, okay. man. It if you're great. wrestling
3: in Love Japan, it. you have to stop there. That's, you know, what everyone says, right? That's, All the wrestlers go there.
7: That's right.
8: Yeah, every one of us. Well, So I got my jacket was there. I got a picture with Tommy Dreamer and all the ECW guys in front of there. It was pretty cool. And the steak was really good, too.
0: Oh, I believe it. You
8: know, <laughs> Tokyo is one of the most expensive cities on the planet. Really? Uh, sure is. Uh, Tokyo, London, and now Dubai are the top three most expensive places to go uh, have dinner, go to a movie, you know, have a night out. Yeah. Like I, uh, a watermelon is like 30 bucks.
0: A watermelon?
8: Yeah, you go to McDonald's, order number seven, and pays uh, seven dollars for it. Here. It's like fourteen ninety five there. It's like double, or almost double wow. sometimes.
0: Wow, that's crazy. There's no
8: room there. There's no room. There's no room to grow anything. You know? Yeah, that's it true. Super expensive. Do you guys? At a, do, a,
3: do the workers get paid time. more when they have to go overseas to offset yeah like expenses yeah. like that?
8: Yeah, all expenses. All expenses when you go overseas. Your hotel, your food, and you get a good payday.
3: Wow, that's not a yeah, bad and deal. And you
8: get drove around in the bus. Yeah, oh, I love Wernherst. And
3: then you get to meet all the Woonover beautiful w- women of the, <laughs> the world, too. I- <laughs> <laughs>
8: Frank. <laughs> well, well, there was there was quite a few. There was a place where all international people hung out. I think it was sort of Rapungi or something. It was the Hard Rock Cafe and all that it was around there. But, uh, all the European, all the models and shit would go over there, but you
7: know, I was just fine the referee,
4: so That's
3: my crazy. name is Brian Tillman Jr. I am one down. third of the New Heart Foundation on Major League Wrestling, and you
4: are listening to on the To Be Brunt podcast.
0: Wow, part one of the Bill Alfonso interview in the books. Make sure you tune in next week for part two, where we start to get into the ECW days. You know, the heart and soul of the matter.
3: Yeah. You know? it's where the whistle came hey, from and all those uh, promos we've been playing all that's the show. That's right. We Can't got to wait, t- Daddy. Can't wait.
0: That's right, Daddy. He got all kinds of stories with RVD and Sabu and, and uh The High as, Times
3: Magazine cover. The High Times
0: Magazine cover, how that went about. And, uh and how much weed he got to smoke while he was there if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. It was amazing. You're not going to want to miss it. Thank you, the Scott, for coming in studio. You
6: uh, know, My pleasure, my pleasure. Unfortunately, nobody
0: wanted to stump you this week, bro. But uh, we'll put it out all week long next week. You are obviously welcome to come back next week if you so wish. Uh, it's going to be a big show. And Frank Knox, I hope you're ready. Part I'll be two. ready, man.
3: Part for- two, we got the AEW. Fallout. Fallout. Out.
0: Well, that's right. The Fallout from All Out. That's <laughs> right. It's going to be huge. It's going to be live on the 2B Blunt Podcast. Hit us up, www2 com. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review. Follow us on the social media at 2B Blunt Podcast. The number two, not the letters. The number two. Two. That's right.
3: Two peasy. Two sweet, it's sweet right. fellas.
0: Frank Knox and a Scott. We'll see you next week. It's the To Be Blunt podcast. Yeah, this is Ty Shine, and you're listening to How to. This is Ty Shine, and you're listening to
1: How to Be Blunt with Peasy. This is Ty Shine, and you're listening to a new episode of How to Be Blunt with Peasy. This is Ty Shine, and you're listening to How To Be Blunt with Peasy. How in the fuck would you listen to anything else? Beat maker the, hit maker, the hit maker, the hit maker. We're sorry, your call cannot be completed. As dial. Check the and dial again. I got money, I got swag. I know you hot. You will a have bad. Let me hit you on the low, hit you, hit you on the low, okay? Hit you on the low, hit you, hit you on the low, okay? I got money, I got swag. I know you hot. On the low. Hit you, hit you on the low. Okay. Hit you on the low, hit you, hit you on the low. Okay.
0: Let me tell you about this girl. Yeah, she a freaky hoe. Telling me she want a bag, but it ain't a bag of droves Man, she want a bag of blow, so she get it on the low. Now she getting crazy, shaking that She get it on the floor. Everybody's staring at her, but I see it grilling me. I can see it in her eyes. She me looking at me like I'm toxic and she wanna in the street I'm just trying to take a hole and flip around and make the screen. Just so long, she understands the man There ain't no strings attached And know that I can't blame you. Cause you wanna deal in the snatch. I ain't got a problem with a girl. I've heard it
5: all before. I know you hot, you wanna better better hit me on the low. This is the privilege, TJ how Third. You're listening to the 2D1 podcast. with peas yeah! Oh.
1: Hey, listeners, looking for an affordable way to go back to school? National University is investing $30 million in new scholarships. For 50 years, National University has pioneered achievable higher education. Today, NU offers over 75 100% online degree programs and flexible four-week class schedules that let you start sooner and finish faster. National University. Classes start monthly. Apply for your scholarship today at nu.edu.